This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Hello and thanks for downloading today's podcast. On Wednesday, August the 31st, I'm Jamie Long. And first today, police in Maidstone have been criticised over their failure to deal with off-road bikers who are apparently making residents' lives a misery. A reporter, Lucy Hickmott, has the details. What's going on? Well, a 77-year-old pensioner claims her life is being made hell by the noise from bikes riding around a nearby recreational field. The woman from Longfield Place says she's trying to do a study course but can't concentrate even with the windows closed. She even says it's making her feel unwell because of the amount of noise. All the bikers are said to be riding up and down Mangravat Playing Field and Pheasant Lane, which is a no-through road alongside Maidstone Cemetery. And I understand the woman has reported this to the police but hasn't been too happy with the response. Yes, that's right. She says she's now become so fed up with the lack of police response that she's filed an official complaint. Sean Carter, who's the chairman of the North Lewes Residents Association, also says it's a big problem and officers don't seem to be doing anything about it. Well, the police district commander for Maidstone, Chief Inspector Steve Kent, says they are aware of residents' concerns about the antisocial use of motorbikes in Mangravat and Bortonmont, Chelsea. He says there has been a reduction in the number of reports of nuisance motorcycles in recent months, though. He added that since April, seven riders have been issued with community protection warnings and that their community safety units working closely with the council to reduce the problem. Lucy, thank you. Elsewhere today, a bakery in Herne Bay has been given a zero hygiene rating after ants and flies were seen crawling on food. A report raised serious concerns about the cleanliness of baked in Richmond Street. The owners closed the business temporarily but say it's now back open after drastic improvements were made. The family of a baby who drowned in a hot tub near Ashford say he'll always be deeply loved. A coroner's court heard how the toddler, who would have been two next month, fell into the water at a property on Swan Lane in Selinge. The inquest has been suspended to allow for the gathering of evidence. Kent Online News. An agreement's been reached to save a number of school bus services in Kent that were due to be cut. Some companies announced a few months ago that certain routes were unviable because of financial pressures and a drop in passenger numbers. The County Council is now offering support to keep services running. Roger Goff is the leader of KCC. KCC hasn't changed its mind at all. What we've been doing since the crisis really broke in early July is to work with operators to try and find solutions, particularly for the school routes, because we absolutely recognise that the uh, pressure there's been on families over this summer of the prospect of not being able to get children to school has been enormous. We said at the start that we have built a close partnership with the operators, that we would work to try and find solutions, and across many many cases, not all sadly, but across many uh, we have, where there were situations where the operators had felt that they were unable to continue routes because they are themselves under massive pressure, we've been able to work with them to find solutions. 
So there are two lots of um, bus cuts going on, the ones which are subsidised by KCC and the ones which are run by the bus companies. Which ones have you managed to sort of find a way around to, to manage to save? Well, all this relates to the commercial decisions, uh, which actually are much the larger number, particularly when it comes actually to uh, uh, school closure, uh, uh, school bus uh, services. Um, we've worked on that, as I say, with operators. It's something which we've always done in the past on a smaller scale when situations like this have arisen, but clearly none of us has seen anything like what we've seen this summer. Uh, we have worked together, as I say, it's on, on the basis of what I believe is a good relationship and a good partnership, uh, and we've sought to respond to that and seek to uh, ease the problems and the pressures that this has created. And how much, uh, do you have a, a figure in terms of how much money you've had to put forward to help save these routes? Well, we've not been putting money forward from our general budget. Um, we said again at the start that we cannot be in the business of large-scale, long-term uh, additional support to buses. We do provide uh, subsidies to some bus services, and clearly we also make a, a big financial contribution to the Kent Travel Saver. Uh, but in this case, what we've done is partly through partnership work with uh, the bus operators and partly also because uh, we have always held back a little bit of capacity uh, in the in the area of the Kent Travel Saver that can be deployed in, uh, in, a, in a very severe situation of this kind and that's the approach we've applied for this as well. So you've managed to save lots of school routes uh, uh, from around the county and um, what about those children who won't be able to get to school now now that their buses have been cut what 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 do you propose that they, they do? Well, we recognise it's a, it's a huge challenge uh, for families. Uh, clearly, as I say, we've tried to keep that to an absolute minimum. Always remember, as I say, these are not services which we uh, subsidise or maintain, so we unfortunately cannot control those. Under those circumstances, clearly families will have to consider what is the best option for them, and I'm sorry that there's not better news in those particular cases, but uh, overall we have sought to minimise it. Well, many say it's not enough as some school buses are still being axed. Mum Ellen Neville is also a Tunbridge Wells councillor. She says she's been inundated with messages from anxious parents. As a parent, um, my bus route or rather my children's bus route um, has been put back on with a fight, but it's had to be um, rerouted and it will be at full capacity before it gets to its last stop. So there will be children at Rolvenden who won't be able to get on that bus. That's why we need relief buses commissioned by KCC so that all the children can get to school and access their education. I'm being contacted by uh, many parents. Um, even today, I've had seven emails um, and many um, private messages. Um, they are enormously distressed because they have paid for the transport for their children to school and they can't see the reason why they can't have a bus um, commissioned to get their children to school. It doesn't seem to be quite all in order, if you see what I mean. Now, um, I have spoken to the councillors today and they say that a lot of this is, is largely out of their control. They, um, they the, the private companies um, that do put on some of the buses, um, they say that, you know, they can't sort of... Um, they can't manage those. Um, so they've worked with the bus, the private bus companies as best as they can. They say that they can't do any more. Um, what more, in your opinion, needs to be done? 
Well, I'm afraid I don't agree with that, actually, because KCC for a first could actually provide the intern numbers towards the bus companies so that they could um, make provisions for the number of children. Um, and KCC seem to be withholding that information uh, at the moment, which is cutting it very, very fine. Um, so that's why we've got a situation where there will be children at the bus stop that just can't get on the bus. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Figures show a rise in the number of animals being abandoned in Kent. More than a 1,000 reports were made to the RSPCA in 2021, and there have already been more than 740 so far this year. That's up 58% compared to the previous period. The charity is concerned many owners are unable to afford to look after pets they might have got during the pandemic because of the cost of living crisis. Police are hunting whoever killed a cat in Sheerness. Vets say the state it was found in on St George's Avenue suggests it couldn't have been attacked by an animal. It comes after two other cats were recently attacked in the area, though police say they're not aware of those. Now, there'll be fresh strikes on the rail network across Kent next month. Starfoot Network Rail and South Eastern are walking out for 24 hours from midday on the 26th of September, causing two days of disruption. It comes as more industrial actions been held by Royal Mail postal workers today. Unions are fighting for better pay, job security and working conditions. A sitting-bourne mum is worried someone could get badly hurt by a sharp bit of metal outside an Audi store. Katie O'Shea ripped her top while walking past a pole which she's described as dangerous. It's since been covered by duct tape and Audi says repairs have been arranged. Kent Online News. Now, a record store in Canterbury is closing just 10 months after it opened because of rising costs. The owner of the store in Sun Street says it wasn't viable to continue at the new rents being demanded by agents. He's hoping they'll find another affordable location, but says probably not in the city as it's becoming too expensive. A road in Gravesend has been closed following concerns about a chimney falling down. Police and firefighters were called to Range Road yesterday afternoon. The chimney is thought to have partially collapsed, but it was made safe by emergency crews. Kent Online Showbiz. Former Strictly contestant Harvey's been on the hit list with Numi on KMFM. The 23-year-old, who's from Kent, finished as runner-up on The Dancing Show in 2020 and is also a YouTuber and singer. He's been chatting all about his new single, I Wish I Could Hate You. Numi asked him what it was like to write it on his own. It's really nerve-wracking. I mean, I've always, you know, uh, kind of created songs on my own and um but never really kind of did anything with them because uh, you know i get to work with the most incredible like songwriters like in the world sometimes so i'm always like okay this is your job like we'll collaborate and do it and i'll need you as kind of like someone to be like yeah that's good or that's not great or we can change this we can change that so it's always been kind of like a like a support system i suppose whereas i was in the studio i think back in may and it was just me and the producer and we just you know started doing this song and I just kind of came out and I started writing it down and for the first time I was like do you know what I feel like maybe we could just roll with this like mm. maybe maybe we don't need like another songwriter in the room all the time you know or another two people in the room like and it kind of just worked and I thought do you know what maybe this is a good time for me to release a song that's kind of just come from my head and uh and see how it goes and people seem to really like it people seem to really enjoy that kind of new sound that I've got 
Yeah, so well, it's a great track. So I think it's definitely oh, a, a successful formula for you taking the reins yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I love collaborating with other songwriters and I think that's when you get the best, when you have someone else kind of like to bounce off of. I think that's always a good thing to have in, the, in a room, especially when you're creating music. But yeah. it's definitely a good thing to kind of like tell myself, you know what, I can I can actually do that. If yeah. I needed to, I could do it on my own. You know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's, and it's a good thing because then you know that if, if you're like, I can write an amazing song by myself, then if I work with other people, I know that that bass line is always going to be strong, you know? It, and exactly, you can back exactly, yourself more as well in those collaborations. Exactly. And that's the thing. It was always backing myself because I've been doing this since I was like 14. So I've yeah. always kind of been a quiet one in the room because I was, you know, I was young when I started, whereas now I found my voice a little bit more and I know what I want and kind of gives me that like credit, creditation, you know, that I'm like, okay, I can, I can do this as well, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. So in the studio at the moment, are you kind of taking that forward? You're doing a lot more independently? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, not even just independently, but just, I suppose, just more having like a, just more of a collaborative say and really getting stuck in rather than just going, do you know what, you guys you guys go ahead, you know, and, and I'll chime in when I can. Whereas now I'll be in the studio and I'll say, like, I've got this idea or I've got this idea, like, you know, this sound for a song, let's do this, you know. I've just got more of a voice. Um, yeah, yeah, a bit more confidence now, definitely. Yeah, amazing. Well, yeah. I can't wait to hear it because if, if I wish I could hate you is a taste, then I'm oh, very excited well, about what's to come. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And you can listen to their whole chat at kmfm.co.uk. Kent Online Sports. In cricket, in Kent are through to the final of the one-day cup after beating Hampshire. The Spitfires successfully chased down a winning target of 311 runs in Southampton yesterday evening. They'll face Lancashire at Trent Bridge on the 17th of September. In tennis, Kent's Emma Raducanu has been knocked out of the first rounds of the US Open. She lost to French player Elise Cornet in straight sets overnight in New York. The 19-year-old British number one from Orpington was attempting to defend her title after her historic victory last year. She says while the loss hurts, it could turn out to be positive in the long run. Obviously really disappointing, you know, really sad to to leave here. It's probably my favourite tournament. Um, But also, I mean, in a way happy because it's a clean slate. Um, You know, I'm going to drop down the rankings, climb my way back up and... uh, yeah, I mean, I think in a way the target will be off my back slightly and uh, yeah, I just have have another chance to kind of claw my way back up there. So, I mean, I've been doing some really good work in the last six weeks, um, especially and yeah, just, just looking forward to kind of putting more of those weeks together consistently and um, yeah, and then we'll see what happens. This year has definitely helped in a way like I know I can't really mourn over a loss because I'll just take, you know, weeks and I kind of got better at just picking myself back up quicker and quicker. Um, But this one obviously hurts a bit because it's my favourite tournament and obviously like a lot of emotions in the past year. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm proud for like putting myself out there, you know, every match, every day. Like I know I'm pushing myself to be the best I can. And finally, in football, Gillingham are away to Charlton in the EFL Trophy tonight. The Jules will be hoping for a better performance following another disappointing defeat in the league at Carlisle at the weekend. Let's hear from our sports reporter, Luke Cordell. Gillingham's lack of goals is there for all to see, really. It's five games without scoring, 450 minutes. Four of those were league matches and they uh, they find themselves sitting 21st 
in League 2 at the minute after the 1-0 defeat at Carlisle on Monday. It's not good reading. The manager said there'll be changes tonight and he's keeping an open mind ahead of his league team to play Swindon Town on Saturday. So anyone that puts in a decent performance tonight against Charlton in the Papa John's Trophy has got a chance to play in the league. He can't change things too much because he's only got a small squad, 16 or 17 players, whereas Charlton, I imagine it'll be all changed really from their league team. They've got a bigger squad, more resources, better chance to change things around. Gilligan, I mean, they're looking for a, a new centre-back before the transfer window closes on Thursday. They really need some more firepower as well. Um, like I say, no goals in, in five isn't great. I think that only one of two teams in the 92 in the league that have only scored one goal this season so far. Things do need to improve. It's a it's a break from the league, at least tonight. It's a different competition. It's a competition that, let's be honest, not too many people care too much about, especially in the early stages. This is the first of three group stage games in the um, AFL Trophy. Charlton's the first. It's a away game. It's a seven o'clock kickoff. It's a bit earlier than normal. Um, it's a it's a change, and there'll be a change of maybe a change of personnel to some degree. Um, let's hope we can see some goals because um, it's much needed. Not that there'll be a big crowd, I, I imagine, because there isn't usually for these games. Um, more people will be interested in the Swindon Town home game coming up on Saturday. That'll be the focus. I'm sure the manager's focusing on um, bringing in some extra additions to the squad as well, although his hands are tied quite a bit because of the finances. He did indicate that players might have to leave before others come in, but then again, he's not actually got many players that he can ship out. So things are tight. The goals aren't coming, but who knows, tonight Tonight could be the start of something, even if it is only in the, the Football League trophy. Kickoff gets underway at seven o'clock. Well, that's all for today's podcast. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Insta for all of the latest news from across Kent. Plus, you can also subscribe to the ad-free premium version of Kent Online. Just head to kentonline.co.uk forward slash subscribe. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online podcast. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone offering a range of new and approved used cars including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.